Good morning, and welcome to our time of word and prayer. This is Monday morning, January 18th, and this is MLK, or Martin Luther King Jr. Day, day to celebrate this great civil rights leader. And actually, today I'd like, in honor of him, to discuss three areas quickly before we go to prayer. Number, you know, what does Martin Luther King Jr. stand for? I think there are three things that I'd like to draw our attention to as people join me in prayer here that might be um, what we should take or what I'd hope to take and maybe you'll take as we think of this day as a day in remembrance of, of him. Number one, of course, we think of his stand for um, racial justice, racial equality, that he lived in a time when, when blacks were treated terribly. They did not have basic civil rights. Uh, he led protests. He stood out, particularly in the Deep South, but all over the United States. He led protests calling for a justice, for fair treatment, the abolition of, of, of laws, or genuinely of, of what was systemic racism and uh, who you could vote for, what schools you could attend, all kinds of things that these were uh, issues in his day. He'd grown up, his, in a, he was a minister. He was a reverend. Uh, his dad was. His grandfather was. He came from a family of this. His brother, I believe, was a, a minister. There were quite a few of them, and they, they had a strong faith in God and a strong sense that, that their faith in God was to affect deeply the way they saw fellow human beings, the way they treated fellow human beings, what they advocated for, what they sought not only in individuals, but throughout our entire society. And I think that's something that, that um, should be remembered about him. He was not a secularist. His ultimate hope wasn't in the government. You read his writings, and so often he appealed to God. He believed his government was against us, Un not unlike the way some of us are beginning to feel. Is our government trustworthy? Are they, is there integrity? Are they against us? Are they going to come after us? These fears they had and were experiencing, uh, and many people have those fears and, and are afraid of today. But his ultimate hope, certainly he, he wanted government to change and he wants the society to change. But let's never forget, he sets an example, I believe more than anything, of someone whose hope was in God. And this is what we can learn from him. Certainly the primary issue that he was addressing was racial inequality. But his primary solution was not government. His appeal was to God. His dream was to God. His dream that was God that, that God would get involved, God would act. He believed there were higher moral laws that came from God Almighty that could not be ultimately resisted. That in time they, those laws might be violated, but uh, they might be violated, but in time. They would always be the laws of God, the ways of God would prevail. I think that type of faith is worth us having today. That type of faith is worth being reminded about. Uh, that's what I believe. I really do, I'm concerned about things in our country now, many, many problems. But I'm not like the seculars who thinks that if we elect the right person or the right people, all our problems are gonna go away. I don't believe that for a moment. I believe the best government can do is keep us from getting worse if we don't turn to God. And this is what we've been doing, talking about often in our time of prayer here, 
is, is that government plays a role, but let's not put our hope in government. Let's not think government is our savior. Let's not think a president or a senator or a congressman, a Supreme Court justice, a governor, anybody, they're not our savior. They govern our behavior. They, they basically, they're there to make sure that bad people don't get away with their crimes and good people are able to live their lives freely. That's what our government's supposed to do. But in terms of really making progress as people or as a society, be, becoming better uh, people or better society, that comes down to uh, uh, faith in God. That comes down to men fearing God, loving God, following God's ways, loving one another, exhibiting the ways of God. This is something MLK saw. This is something he believed. And I think it can inspire us in the same way. If you read some of his uh, writings, you'll be inspired to see government has a role, but our hope must be in God. You know, as we think of race, though, I must add another thing, and that is we've come a long, long, long way since the days of MLK in terms of racial attitudes here in America. But on the other hand, I believe that in the last number of years, I would say the last, uh, I don't know, 15 or so years, I think race... Um, I think we've taken some steps backwards. And, and part of it, I think, is I want to be careful to what I say here because I don't have time to fully develop what I'd like to say. But, you know, Martin Luther King Jr., his aspiration and his hope was that we would be a nation. He said that his four children would grow up in a, in a nation where they would be judged by the content of their character rather than the color of their skin. I hope that's your aspiration. That's my aspiration. That's what I truly desire to do. And, and I believe by the grace of God, I'm, I'm doing somewhat well at that. Always do better. But I believe that that really is my standard that I seek to live by. And, and by the grace of God, that's how I do live. Of course, many today have other ideas. They think that if that because that right white privilege, critical race theory, things of this, that if you're white, you don't even realize that you actually are a racist. If you're white, it's inbred that you're going to be a racist, power hungry, and so on. And this type, some of these things, I believe, are being more are more harmful than good. I wonder if Martin Luther King Jr. would have would have embraced those things, because that's not where someone is judged by the content of their character. That's where people are being judged by the color of their skin. And, and, and as we think of racial reconciliation and racial love and races getting along with one another, and of course, as a, as a Bible-believing Christian, I don't even believe in race. I believe that, that we're all the human race. That's the only race there is. We're all of one blood. We're all descendants of Adam and Eve. We're all, in, in that sense, we're all brothers and sisters and, and created by the one God. I don't believe in the concept of race. To me, this is an evolutionary concept. But what I would say is that we are, as brothers and sisters, that we love one another and we, and we learn to see people as God does. He looks upon the heart. He looks upon the character. He looks upon the inward person. Jesus Christ died for people of all skin colors. Jesus Christ died for people of all ethnicities and he calls us to reach out to people and to make disciples of all nations and that word nation really is is a it refers to ethnic groups not just to 
uh, legal governments or geographical areas, but to reach out to all peoples, all of all ethnic backgrounds, all different types. We're to make disciples. He came, he died for people of all, all backgrounds, all colors, all, all, all everything. We're all made in the image of God. And so this is something that, that I, I, I believe that we must endeavor to do. And in our heart, we'll pray about this today, that we would love people, all people, and we would learn, we would not give in to uh, white supremacy. We'd not get into, give in to critical race theory. We'd not get, give in to white privilege. All of these ideas that want us to judge people by their skin color. No, no. We, would, we love all human beings, and we look beyond their skin to see their heart, their character. We put our hope in God, as MLK did. But there's one other thing, and that was, you know, MLK was a pacifist and believed in nonviolence. Now, I'm not a pacifist. I believe there is a time for war, but I'm not a warmonger. And, I, and I, I'm saddened and grieved and, and concerned when I hear some people who would agree with me politically who seem so quick to want to be resorting to violence and even put the possibility of it this week. And I just want to urge you, we're not at that stage. We don't need to be violent. We don't need to try and go assassinate people. My goodness, we can't destroy America in order to save America. We can't, uh, you know, saw these people who went to the Capitol with twist ties, uh, you know, big twist ties. What were they going to do? Were they going to try and arrest Congress people? Were they going to try and take them hostage? What are people thinking? What's going on in their minds? Uh, people can be afraid, and, and their fears can make them irrational. Folks, we are not at the place where we need to resort to some sort of violence. We have, as we've been saying here day after day, we have better ideas. We're on the path of life. We're in the kingdom of God. Our, we need with our words to show that what we offer is better, and then with our actions. And what do I mean by that? Well, I like what MLK says. You can't drive out hate with more hate. Only love can drive out hate. You can't drive out darkness with more darkness. Only light can drive out the darkness. And, and I want to reissue this call that if we are the children of God, our answer is that we've got to love those who hate us. Even if there are authorities, even if there's high-powered people who hate us, our answer is not to hate them back. We might resist in, in, our, in our words. We might demand our rights, but we don't hate them. We love them. That's the only way, we, it's the only way we'll prevail in what will be worth winning. Just winning because we hate the other side more than they hate us, what have we won? No, we want something. We want to build a, a world more and more in Christ. We want spiritual renewal, spiritual awakening. We want people, we want to love those who hate us, like Jesus said. We want to bring light to those who are in the darkness. We want to understand there are people in our, in our world who are filled with bitterness and anger and hatred. Well, let's not follow their example. They're not our example. That's the flesh. That's the, that's, the, 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 that's the world, the flesh, the devil. That's what the devil would inspire in people. But we're not followers of the world or the devil. We're, we're followers of, of Jesus Christ and the king. And we pray the kingdom of God prevails. And we must have that faith and that hope that as we honor God and live God's way, we will rise above. We will be better than that. Our message is better. Our lives will be better. 
and that we believe the, the way to, to win, to, to beat hateful people is not to hate them more than they hate us, not to be angrier more than they're angry at us, but to win them by love because we, we believe that's what people want. And if sometimes, like it says in the book of First Peter in many places, we may suffer for living that way. Jesus did, Paul did. This, uh, throughout history, many Christians have suffered for walking in the ways of Jesus when they are around people of power who don't walk in the ways of Jesus. And that may be our future. That may be what, what God will call some of us to do. I will say with me on campus, I, I sometimes see, you know, others, uh, you know, I, sometimes on campus people treat me very meanly, very rudely, very ugly, very ugly. The words they say, the things they do, I've, I've been spit on, I've been pushed, been knocked down, been hit, not often with those things, but mostly it's words that are ugly, very, very cruel words. And, and I never, re I, by the grace of God, I hope, I never respond back. Why? Because I don't want to win an argument with them. I want to win them. And I, and, and I can't tell you, probably the most common phrase, a common thing people have said to me when I'm done preaching throughout the last 40 years are, I don't see how you, you were so nice to that guy who was mean to you. I don't see how you spoke to that guy who, who was so rude to you. Boy, I, you, you sure have a lot of patience. I don't have as much patience as you do. And what are they doing? And what do I do then? I give credit to God. I say, you know, it's the fruit of the Spirit in me. It's the Spirit of God. You can have that too. You can have that type of patience. You can have that type of love. Everybody wants it. They see that. They, they admire it. When they see it in me, they admire it. Well, it's, it's not Tom. It's the Spirit of God living in me. This is, what I've been, this is what I'm trying to get through as we pray each morning. We've got to rise above. We've got to be different. We can't let people rob us of our joy, rob us of our confidence, rob us of our poise. And when we begin to stoop to their level, that's when we do. We rise above that. And I, and I think on this MLK Day, we, we remind ourselves that we love, loved, hate will never drive out hate. Only love will. Darkness will never drive out darkness. Anger will never drive out anger. We must be the light, and we must um, walk in the love of God. I just want to make mention also, he has his memorial, and if you read my email today, you know there's uh, some quotes from his memorial that are so good, and I do want to just draw attention to one final one. The ultimate measure of a man is not where he stands in moments of convenience and comfort, but where he stands at times of challenge and controversy. And as we pray today, we do stand at times of challenge and controversy. By, by encouraging us to rise above, to be loving, to be good, I'm not saying we avoid controversy. If you've seen me on campus, I don't avoid controversy. But I don't get dragged down to the, to the attitudes of those who don't know Christ. And so we, we speak the truth. We stand firm for it. This is what I, what I want to do. I believe in our day there are deep, important issues related to theology, to freedom, to God versus secularism, to what's right, what's moral, what, who are we as a culture going to be. And I believe right now we're kind of on the uh, marginalized side. I want to stand for what's good, true, and right, but I want to do it in a way that honors God and a way that wins the opponent, not just, not just puts them down, but wins them, and that all 
reasonable people who see the stand I take, I hope will come to our side and stand with Jesus Christ. We pray for spiritual awakening. And in this time of, you know, everyone's concerned about the division in our country and all the animosity. It's there, folks. It's there. The que- to me, this is tremendous opportunity for us to, to, to walk that line. How do I stand for what I believe, but in a way that truly loves my enemies and wins them? I think these environments, this environment is ripe for spiritual awakening. We're talking about important things. People will be looking not only at what we say, but how we act. And, and to me, keeping our cool, standing in the joy of the Lord, walking in the power of the Spirit, being patient with those who disagree, instructing them with patience and kindness. MLK made great progress. Great progress in the, in the short time. He died at age 39. Made great progress in the time in which he lived. I believe we can as well. Let's go to prayer. Father in heaven, today we bless you for your ways. We thank you your ways are different than the world. We thank you that your ways are better than the world. We thank you, Father, that you've got things, Lord, you've got things up your sleeve that we don't understand, we don't know. I think, Lord, of, of how, what a mighty God you are, what a wise God you are, and how you honor faith and you honor those who look to you. Lord, on this MLK day, we do thank you for the example he set. Lord, there, there, there is faith in you, his commitment to the ideals he held, his per- perseverance amidst suffering and, and hardship and pain, his commitment even when he saw others suffer because of him. Father, we thank you for the great progress that he led our nation in and the way you answered the prayers of he and others. We thank, Lord, of how this whole movement was, it was birthed and, and grew through the churches and it's how many ministers were calling upon the people to, to love their enemies, to do what's just, to put their hope in God. And Lord, I call upon people to do that. I call upon people, Lord, to do that. Father, we, we sometimes feel powerless. We sometimes feel like there's, there's great powers that, that don't like us or want to hurt us or take us down or, or, or change the things, rip away things that we value and, and build a different type of country. Father, we feel like, sometimes I know people feel like resorting to earthly power and the weapons of the flesh. Oh Lord, today we say, no, our God is powerful. Our God, we put our hope in our God. We put our hope in you. We believe, Lord, that your ways are the best ways. We believe, Lord, that, that uh, we can articulate them. We, we, what we're asking, Lord, is for large platforms, large opportunities, for our voices to be heard as we proclaim and declare that our God is the King, that you're the Lord, that your way is best, that your truth would prevail. This is what we pray for in our own lives, families, communities, churches, indeed, in our nation. And, and we put our hope in you and we come to you. Father, today we do pray for progress in racial reconciliation. We pray, Father, I, I just pray, Father, I, I 
am distressed when I see extreme positions on the right or the left, when I see people who, who cannot get beyond, they, they cannot see one another, it seems like, as human beings, white people who, who look at blacks as inferior, black people who look at whites as inferior, people with white privilege, black, white supremacy, critical race theory, all these things, Lord, that, that just are so obsessed with skin color. And, and they, they don't have the answer. They never get beyond. They never get beyond seeing pe to the place of really just seeing people as human beings and brothers and sisters. I pray, Father, that we in the church of God could genuinely, honestly look at other human beings and judge them based on the content of their character, not the color of their skin, welcoming them into our lives, welcoming them into our fellowship, welcoming them into our community. Lord, that we would, we would be people who, rather than focus on our own culture, we focus on our God. The culture is not what tells us what's right or wrong. It's our God, that our God, we would look to our God for, for guidance, our God for our values, our God for our behaviors. We, want to, we, we would we'd do this, Father. How we pray in the church, that the churches of America uh, the, those who name the name of Christ should, would be setting the pace in true racial harmony, in true harmony between the various ethnic groups in our, in our country, the various uh, skin colors in our country, Lord, that we would be people who set the pace in this. And the world, which, which just doesn't seem to have been able to figure it out, and they go to government and they try and force things or they try and make you do this or not do that, Yet only Christ, only you have the power to change a heart. Only you have the power to change the inside. Only you, Jesus, have the power to help people love, forgive, release, look forward to the future. Only you can do these things. And Lord, the world can't do it. The government can't do it. Help us to rise and demonstrate what you can do in changing the hearts of people. Lord, we do confess where we have been in, uh, unloving or insensitive or oblivious to the plight of others. We confess that, Lord. Help us to be considerate, empathetic, listening, and caring. And help us, Lord, all to look forward to a future we can build. Help us to learn how to release past hurts, anger, uh, pain, and look forward to what you want to be building in terms of love. I do pray, Father. I just pray for justice, but I pray, Lord, I, I know that ultimately what we have to offer is love. What we have to offer is love. And I pray, oh, Father, for just a whole new dose of the love of God to be poured out in our hearts, in our churches, in our lives, as we think of how we treat one another, Father, I pray today especially for people who are different, whether they look different, whether they think different, whether they vote different. Help us today, Lord, not to think that, that we're going to be more angry than them. That's how we'll win. Or we'll hate them. If they hate us, that we'll just hate them more. Lord, I pray that you would help us to be convinced that we are the light of the world because we follow Jesus who is the light of the world. And that 
that these others hatred is, is a dark thing. Bitterness is a dark thing. We won't drive it out, Lord, by being darker. We'll, we'll drive out the darkness with the light. We'll drive out hate by love. We'll drive out anger by kindness and patience. Lord, endurance, faithful endurance. Help us, Lord. Help us to be this way. Not only just in honor, this is MLK Day, but in honor of Jesus. Because Jesus, this is what you called us to do. You called us to love our enemies, to overcome them. We won't be overcome by evil. And Father, we, we, we're not talking about being passive. We're talking about being very, very aggressive. Not being overcome by evil, but overcoming evil with good. I pray, Lord, today we would be aggressive people in being good. Aggressive people in loving others. Help us today, Lord, to know, even in honor of this day, is there someone we can reach out to? Even if we would shake their hand or do a nice deed to someone who's maybe voted different or thought different or, or believes differently. Show us, Lord. Help us, to, help us to reach out to people because your kingdom is for all people and your love is for all people. And Lord, help us. Help us to be those peacemakers who would be called the sons of God. We pray for this. I pray this for me, for each of us on this time of prayer. We pray this for our nation. We pray, Lord, that, that there would be peace in our land. We would not be over, our land would not be overcome by evil. Oh, Lord, protect us from our land being overcome by evil. Might we overcome with good. Might we overcome with the love of God. Might there be a great spiritual awakening in our land and a turning to, to Jesus Christ. We pray for this. This is our hope and our prayer. Raise up evangelists. Use us in our sphere. Raise up men and women who would have a great platform and great message and a great sphere to declare this to our nation and that people would hear and would follow, we pray. And these things we ask, we commit all this to you in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, our King, who is the King of kings, our Lord, who is the Lord of lords. We bless you. Thank you, our Savior. Amen. And amen to you. Hey, thanks for joining me today. Again, I encourage you to help spread the word. I think, I, I hope many, many people, I, I pray we'll have a great platform. I pray that this message that we have of daily input from God's word and, and teaching and then prayer, I just pray that there'll be many, many people join us. So help spread the word. Make sure you've subscribed and uh, hit the notify. Also go to my website, tomthepreacher.com, tomthepreacher.com. Com. Make sure you subscribe to my daily email where I often write further about the things we talk about here each morning. So God bless you. Thank you for every one of you who joined me. I love you. Uh, I always enjoy seeing the name. If you put your name in the chat, seeing who's joining me. But I know there's many of you who, who I don't know, and I'm glad you're welcome to be here. I hope to meet you someday. God bless you. Make it a great day, and we'll see you tomorrow morning, 830 a.m. right here.